Hello, welcome to Norwegian Newcomers, the podcast where you are hearing fragments of lives of Norway immigrant population. Today, my guest is Jonathan. This is exciting for me as every time when I'm hosting someone that I, today we just saw each other for the first time and accidentally it happens that it's on inauguration in USA since that you are, I can say, you are our newcomer from United States. Welcome to our Norwegian newcomers family and please for our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, well, <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Jonathan, as you uh, just heard. And I am a 23-year-old Norwegian-American who was born in Norway, but uh, grew up most of his life in the U.S. So I have not really many fond memories uh, in Norway or many memories whatsoever uh, for that being here in Norway. So I guess this is my great return, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> and you are, you belong to newcomers. <laughs> yeah. Since you were born in Norway, but mm. when you were one about, year or... Yeah, just about one year. A one-year-old, and then my parents decided to move back to the U.S., basically. Mm. So my, my mother, she's American, and then uh, my father, he's uh, Norwegian himself, yeah. So my mom, she came uh, to Norway to meet my father, and that's kind of, they hit it off. They had, you know, my brother and I, and they basically moved back to the U.S. I guess my brother was about five, and I was about one. <laughs> okay. Just about, yeah. Can I hear about your yeah life in America? Absolutely, yeah. So basically, I was... Um, my parents moved us back to the U.S., and then for uh, unfortunate reasons, my, my parents divorced. And I grew up in the U.S., while my brother basically grew up in Norway with my aunt and uncle. Um, so I got to live with my grandmother in the in the in California, where then we moved to Mississippi uh, for about a few years. Uh, then I moved to, <laughs> interestingly enough, when I was, when I was about in middle school, I think about fourteen years old, I moved one year back to Norway, and then I came back to the U.S. because of a complicated um, matter in, in our family, basically, because we were trying to transfer custody to my to my mother again. Aha, aha. Yeah. so it was kind of it, because of the legal reasons yes. that you moved. Then you lived for one year yes. in, in Norway, yeah. to, and then the legal things were settled, yeah. and then you were back to USA. Pretty much, which is really like it's such a strange, like, thrown in, thrown out experience. It is, and that's why, can you recall in that one year when you were 13 years old, mm. can you recall, because that was uh, actually the first time your first Norwegian Experience. Experience. If yeah. anything, right? We moved into a uh, into Vespi, so not so far away from Oslo, maybe about an hour, an hour and a half away. And I was in middle school, or, or elementary, kind of going into middle school. And uh, there was actually another American inside the class with me as well. So it kind of made it really, really special because <laughs> I had kind of someone to relate with. Yeah. He was also yeah. half Norwegian going into this Norwegian class. But everyone was, you know, so nice. Um, it, for for a person who only experienced the U.S., right, and kind of uh, American food, American everything, I mean, don't in, it's obviously a big culture shock 
going into uh, Norwegian lifestyle, Norwegian going outdoors with your uh, with your classmates and everything, doing ski trips, doing um, nature tours, camping, and you're like, I've never done any of this in the US. <laughs> this <laughs> so is not everything this. was new, yeah? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it was so nice. It was so refreshing. But I lived here for about a year. And uh, after after everything was sorted out, we I just moved back to the US with my, with my mom for the Mm. Uh-huh. But tell me when when you knew that okay now I'm going back to USA home or yeah the b- what was the feeling can you so for me I was really excited actually not because like you know not because I hated Norway or that I wa- I was moving back to the US well when because I, I was a kid I think I was excited because I was like oh my gosh I can, I can have normal pancakes again <laughs> okay <laughs> pancakes. That's the first thing. That's the perspective of teenager boy. Pancakes. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you didn't like. What? You know, like we had, you know, the Norwegian pancakes, like a pancake, like just the really small, like really slim. You know, it's not as fluffy as the American pancakes, right? So, <laughs> but beyond that, I was the reason why I was so excited was because I, I got to reunite with my mom again. So that because uh, we got separated once um, once my parents got divorced, unfortunately, and it was it was so nice that you know got to. Re- uh, reunite with her and I was actually going to live with her and my stepfather um, basically for the first time and that so excited for that that I, I just forgot everything else family anything else that I had here in Norway even friends or all of the good experiences just because I was so laser focused on mostly my mom and my stepfather yeah which is totally understandable mm. it's a big uh, the biggest thing in that moment that's, it was so that's for sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then when you were back in USA. Uh, you continue with the education? What was the life in that? Yeah, so I just, I had a normal, I guess, um, American <laughs> teenager lifestyle, I guess, how, if you will. How that can you describe? Yeah, it was just uh, middle school for me, and then it was uh, go to school, do your homework, play some video games afterwards, and not much else. Yeah. As a hobby or things that in a, in a free time is video games? Pretty yeah? much. I would yeah. say too many, so much so that it might be a, a detriment now, like it might be such a bad thing now because I play way too many video games like i have a gaming computer and like all the consoles and everything i spent too much money on all that i realized that but i also really enjoy it so <laughs> can you recall in that time since when you move back of course excited because the the really important uh, life thing uh, happened live with your mom hmm. but th- did you have any connection with norway yes like, Yes. So, so my brother, he grew up here in uh, in Norway his whole life with my aunt and uncle who were so, um, so grateful for, you know, taking care of him and like my, also my grandmother there as well. Uh, and I, I, every day, I really, I seriously look back every day. I'm so grateful for what my aunt and uncle has done for my brother and my grandmother. Yeah. Seriously, I, I don't know what else would happen if, you know, they weren't in the picture. But um Yeah, so but yeah, so I had my family here, my aunt and uncle and my brother and my grandmother who lived in Vespi and also like more family extended from my father's side too. But I didn't have much of a connection with them basically mm-hmm. as I did with my aunt and uncle. And, and my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
So in that time, did your brother coming to America or? No. So they actually, it's funny because before the year I, I lived in Norway, they did visit me in the U.S. basically when mm-hmm. I was living with my with my grandmother at the time. And uh, they actually invited me uh, once they were on vacation uh, to Norway. Uh, so they were, you know, they're like, oh, maybe you should experience Norwegian lifestyles um, and also some other things. And that's kind of the whole reason behind the legal reasons <laughs> too yeah. as well. When I was little and my, my brother and I got separated, I have never seen him until basically sixth grade when they came over here for vacation. So that was my first time remembering <laughs> meeting him because I was so young, you know, at the time that I don't remember anything from that time. But when my brother came and visited uh, with my aunt and uncle for vacation, that was kind of <laughs> my first reunion, if you will, or like meeting of uh, my brother. Uh, which was really nice. And then after the fact, they when they went back to Norway, they called uh, <laughs> me when I was in Mississippi and asked me, hey, do you, do you think you maybe want to come to Norway and experience it for a week or so just for, you know, because we miss you so much and everything else like that. And I was uh, obviously, <laughs> I said, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's going to be, oh, Norway. <laughs> International traveler. <laughs> yeah, but what was your friends, for instance, American friends? Did they know when you when you were mentioning, oh, I'm coming, I'm going to Norway. I will. When I, when I was little, you mean? Yeah, yeah. At that time, I don't think I was the most popular in school. Because in my, in my uh, childhood, I moved around uh, quite a bit, actually. So mm-hmm. I definitely jumped around to different schools quite often. Uh, so much so that I don't have like any childhood friends from that period, yeah. basically. So yeah. uh, at the kids at the time, I was like, oh, I'm going to Norway. And like, I literally told every person that I met. <laughs> Because, yeah, because at the time I was living in Mississippi with my grandmother and like in Mississippi, not much happens. There's not a lot of opportunity because it's kind of messed up. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of businesses or other things like that to if you if you're going to work, you're going to work within the community and more than likely you're going to stay there. Like there's not uh-huh. a lot of movement opportunity to leave Mississippi just because it's so it's so hard. And like, you know, minimum wage there is awful. So it, it's you really can't tough really. life. Yeah. Can we say the whole life that you spent uh, in Mississippi, the situation was kind of bad economically or just about? I mean, like I was, I was lucky. My grandmother, she was a nurse in her uh, when she was working. Late. So she had, you know, quite a nice retirement, and she, we had a really nice home. So I was never like, you know, never had like uh, or neglected or like, uh, you know, I've always had food, and you know, I was so lucky to have a roof over my head and everything else like that, and a loving family. If yeah, anything, you know, the most important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I was really, you know, so she took care of me in Mississippi, uh, and even though there wasn't a lot of opportunity, you know, there we did live off of my grandmother's like retirement basically because but I was also lucky to have family in so many other places you know because I also had a god family in California uh, who aren't really directly related to me but you know there were friends of my mom uh, my mother who were uh, connected to me through <laughs> I guess spirit mm-hmm. if you will but then d- did you have the wish to travel to go anywhere from Mississippi in that time well <laughs> or very much so when I was in Mississippi. I hate is a strong word. <laughs> but I I I think I was it was very close to hate <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. Just because uh at least when I was living in Mississippi, I was in elementary school. I was not very popular in elementary school because I kinda had an accent, right? Uh or like 
Californian accent, if you will, or even some type of. Basically, I was not from Mississippi. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you can tell, and you can hear it that in an yeah. instant, yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah, and that kind of made me really unpopular with the kids because uh, I went to a, an all uh, black school, so an all African American uh, school, basically. And yeah, the children there did not like my accent as much, and I was kind of an outcast, if you will. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh-huh. yeah, because of that. Mm. And what kind of uh, experience? So, if you want to, yes, yeah. no, absolutely. Well, it was, it was. I just, I have very fond memories, especially now, because so, I, I identify myself as, um, as, as homosexual. Uh, but I remember all the little kids in the school, like they're always, even though, you know, at, especially at that age, you, you, you might not be, uh, you might not know what your sexual orientation yeah, is just yeah. yet. You're, you're still discovering yourself. You're still, you know, a lot of kids kind of got onto the trend of calling me gay boy and everything. And they meant it in the harshest of ways because like they kind of, especially at that time still, even though it's only been such a short period where like, you know, gay people mm-hmm. are more accepted nowadays or even queer people, LGBTQ plus A in general are more accepted nowadays. But they were uh, very, you know, they meant it in a very harsh tone, you know. But uh, I mean, if someone called me, you know, gay boy now, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, back then it was obviously not the nicest thing, and I never really had any friends and things like that. And at that time, since I was living with my grandmother, right, I never, I didn't really know what happened to the rest of my family because we were kind of just uh, disconnected from my, everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, wondering about like where did my parents go? Where did you know other people? Uh, my aunt and uncle? Where's my brother? <laughs> and things like that. Um, yeah. Which you know. And for this sad beginning becomes a happy, <laughs> happier. Yeah, that's, that's part of yeah, yeah part of progress. You, yeah, but um, so at the time it was really, really lonely, definitely for sure, especially with um the kids, you know, being not as accepting at the time. Before you moved to Norway, how old you were? Because it's recently. I yes, say. no, no, no. Well, I was, I was about. I think I was actually. I was twenty-one. Yeah, I was twenty-one when I moved to Norway. I moved here on Christmas Eve because, and I remember that because I, I keep telling, oh, "I'm the gift to Norway." <laughs> A little fun thing, but it's very memorable to like know know when you moved here oh, yeah. to Norway. You know, <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> but how? What? What? What was the intro for? Did you decide? What? What was the reason? How yeah. you? came that's actually i think a <laughs> kind of a quirky or like weird story uh, to call on because um the reason why i decided to move back was because i went on vacation here so with my best friend i decided to come here on vacation uh just for like a week or something which is a very short time for someone you haven't seen in eight years <laughs> i realized after the fact but it was just uh, i think at the time it was all i could you know kind of afford in terms of like job and working and taking mm. time off and things like that did a week uh we came here met my family after eight years it was very nice the air was really fresh that's one thing i always remembered you know as a kid whenever i was uh, breathing air um in California, it's really stuffy, but I didn't ever notice anything. But then when I visited Norway, uh, when my family invited me over for about a week, the air was so fresh and it was so clear. And that's one thing I 
definitely noticed. Absolutely. From polluted places coming here, yeah. you can really feel it. And that was the one thing I was actually really looking forward to when I was coming back here on, you know, just to vacation, was to take a deep breath of air again and to see if it was actually the same way I felt when I was younger. And it was. It was so amazing. I was like, yeah, this is what I've been looking for. I took, you know, just... And it was such a throwback to like my childhood. And I was, I was like, I'm back. So that was something that you kept from the the first time when you were a teenager and coming, uh, visiting our air. And yeah. And, uh, yeah. That was, I guess, <laughs> one of my fond memories. <laughs> no yeah, that week, uh, how, how you spent that week, vacation week after? We did so many things. So uh, if I recall, I think we went to like Oscarburg. Uh, which is like the, the military island. And then we we spent some time in Oslo, just around there, just kind of um, walking around, seeing the opera, you know, doing the whole like touristy, <laughs> tourist route, yeah. if you will, with all the nice buildings in Oslo. And then uh, I think we went to the to the ski, the ski jump, like mm-hmm. the... Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it actually so we kind of just kind of spread out the days and we, we spent a little bit in Vespi as well just kind of around the house and when the time was coming to leave back it was <laughs> obviously really sad and I was thinking you know this is really nice and I kind of miss it actually and I think I want to I, I want to move back here also this is actually really interesting too before I came to visit vacationing in Norway because I, I do have dual citizenship which I'm very lucky to have yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. like American and Norwegian but I was at risk of losing my Norwegian citizenship because it's a yeah, there's an interesting law Why? that says once you turn 22, if you have not lived in Norway for about two years, you're at risk of losing your, you will lose your citizenship. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't know about that. You know, off of a whim of uh, of talking to a coworker, we were just you know chatting about you know dual citizenship and you know how I was lucky to have it and you know I. Obviously, I recognize I'm very lucky to have dual citizenship. I know it's uh, way tough, especially meeting so many expats here in Norway. I thank goodness. But um, when I was looking at the rules, like <laughs> I was just reading quickly because my coworker's like, I'm pretty sure, like you know, Norway doesn't like dual citizenship, and I was like, I think they're okay with it. I think it's the U.S. that's not okay with. It. I look it up online, and you know, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I'm only eight months away from turning, you know, that, that year. Yeah. And I'm at risk of losing my citizenship out of nowhere because I have not been here for, in Norway for two years. I've never lived here for two years in a row. Yeah. Never, ever. So there's there's a way to uh, keep your citizenship, but you have to go through this very long process of, like, um, getting a bunch of documents about, like, you know, uh, from your Norwegian parent. It has to be from your Norwegian parent. So, like, their passport, their birth certificate, your birth certificate, like, proof that you lived in Norway for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Oh geez, what else? Uh, I think like your your ID number and other things like that, like uh, like your other citizenship or like proof of like identification of who you are if uh-huh. you have it and things like that. So a whole slew of documents. I went to the San Francisco consulate and um, for for the Norwegian San Francisco consulate, mm-hmm. and I basically submitted my documents there, hoping that they pass it. And <laughs> uh, a few weeks, like a month later, they luckily passed it, so okay. I got to keep my. So and it's free. Yeah. How it looks when you realize that you actually want to go back, that you want to live in Norway. I, yeah. It was actually while I was on vacation um, in Norway that I realized I wanted to come back. Um, even even though I had, 
literally no idea what I'm going to do here, how I'm going to do it, <laughs> anything else like that. I was I was staying in my cousin's room because my, my aunt put, so nicely put me into my cousin's room. The same one who took care of my brother and my grandma and mm-hmm. things like that. So um, we were staying with them. And I, I remember, like, you know, waking up and kind of just looking out the window of, like, this really nice, you know, beautiful sunny morning, very calm, very tranquil, quiet. And I remember I was like, this is so nice. And I, the same thing, I took that deep breath of air again, and I was like, yeah, I want to move back. I think I want to move, you know, to Norway. <laughs> you had the moment. You had yeah. the moment when, when you actually realized that you, you want to. Absolutely. And the thing, too, was um, I realized, you know, I have, you know, a dual citizenship. And I was like, what's stopping me? Why not do it? I don't want to wait before something, you know, holds me back or like, like maybe I meet someone who like is my lifelong partner or like I buy a house there or get a really nice job or something, you know, I don't want something to keep me stuck from not experiencing this opportunity that was given to me in the first place. Why, why, why would I miss out on that? So kind of realizing all those things for me, it was like the next logical step was to move to Norway. And try it out. What's your uh, now sense of home? I still ask myself that same question. <laughs> I actually get that question, you know, in a, in a different format of like, oh, but you know, do you like the U.S. or do you like Norway more? You know, or are you planning staying here for a long term? Are you planning to move back soon? Are you planning on doing whatever? And I just kind of say, I don't know. I honestly don't because I haven't. I don't think I've planned that far ahead just yet, which may be reckless in the near future, who knows. But um, for me at the time, it just made a lot of sense approaching the more reckless side of this uh, scenario. <laughs> that day when I you know, woke up and you know, decided I wanted to move back, I, I when I saw my aunt next, I told her, I think I want to move back to Norway. And she's like, great, when? And I was like, in December which was literally six months away from the time that I, I told her that. So I was like, in six months, I'm going to plan, you know, a whole life change to, to Norway. Yeah. And I still don't know what to do. <laughs> and if possible, you did it. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and you can do it too, folks. But did that, uh, for your family here, I guess that support was uh, yes important. Absolutely. I think, honestly, if I were not to have family here and I guess more of an emotional connection here in Norway, I don't think I would have that need to move back as much really as well. Because I think one of the one of the biggest reasons for me to move back here to Norway was, you know, one to besides you know losing my citizenship and me being scared of losing out of on an opportunity of moving here, but also because I realized literally the last time I saw my family was eight years ago. And then before that was pretty much never, you know? So I never really got to spend a lot of time with my my family. And I kind of felt, you know, I was really saddened by that because my family in general, like even the ones in the US are just very separated from each other. And I really wish that, you know, would change. And I really wish that we were to, you know, kind of come together, but uh, burn bridges and cut ropes and things like that, you know, kind of just keep us separated for some reason. But um, unfortunately, I'm that connection in between those uh-huh. <laughs> those bridges because even though parts of my family won't talk to each other, maybe I'm kind of that the person in the center. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah.
if I would ask you now the differences between uh, American and Norwegian society, what Ooh. would you point it? That's also a really hard question and also a very common question, I would say, too. I, I feel like, honestly, like whenever you meet another expat, right, <laughs> your first questions are like, oh, why'd you move here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it's the... The, the interesting still it will I'm finding that I think it's interesting for everyone even for newcomers mm-hmm. others to hear others experience or for Norwegians to hear direct from us <laughs> what <laughs> we are thinking or struggling or like or mm. lacking or yeah so give your <laughs> <laughs> my, my honest interpretation yeah. <laughs> yeah so I would say in terms of differences between uh I would say a lot of people are really nice here, right? Norwegians, very kind-hearted. You know, I, I, my, my interpretation of your standard Norwegian is kind of doing the right thing, you know, or like you kind of having like a their the heart in the right place of you know if if there's if it comes down to decision of doing something right or wrong, I honestly feel like they tend to take the moral high ground of things, which I I really respect, you know, mm-hmm. them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I also, you know, you, you, you always hear the common, oh, Norwegians are very distant and very, (laughs) you know, very much so. Because even, even if you were to go to a party, right, let's say, and maybe there's some drinks involved and maybe you guys are hanging out and you're kicking it off and you're like, wow, these are, you know, these people are so awesome. Maybe we can hang out another time and everything. And you never hear them, you know, from them again. (laughs) So fun. You thought you guys had a great connection and everything. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> but no, tomorrow is yeah. A tomorrow's day. a different story. <laughs> Deleted. Exactly. Yeah, but it's it's not because you know they dislike you or anything. But it's just I think you know you tend to become I guess a little bit more loose when you have a little bit more drinks in your system and everything else like that. But that doesn't mean you're friends. It it, it just means you're having a nice time. <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. You need some time to figure out that to get used or I think like yeah, I, I think I had maybe about four or five parties before <laughs> before I realized ah <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> per se like maybe because uh, i always thought you know oh we had such a nice connection and you know we, we seem we're going to be really cool friends maybe we can hang out sometimes and everything and honestly i think a few times they felt like i was coming on so strong you know so much so that maybe uh-huh. they thought i was actually like interested in them like uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> in yeah. more of a, in more than a friendly nature which i wasn't it was just you know i wanted to make like a, a nice new friend and i was really excited about it and you know outgoing but um yeah i i realized after four or five parties that it's not you it's 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 the drinks and it's just kind of how people kind tend to work they'll add you on facebook but you're not friends <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you think or do you have experience is it the time? Is it the different mentality? Is it the, what do you think? Why is? I think it's time based. I think it's like the more you kind of just spend around the person, you know, and like they kind of just get used to you in a sense. So like now you're you're kind of just you're there. You're you're kind of in their lives, and they're used to seeing you. And then now they now it's kind of. I guess the gates open to like actually get to know you more because you're going to see them tomorrow and probably the next day and everything else like that if, if you're kind of around their lives, you know. But I think if it was just like a one-off at a party or meeting someone on the bus and having like a random conversation, I don't think there's much to be expected after that point. But I will say that I have met um, 
uh, a couple people, like one person uh, who was just a shop, you know, shop uh, shopkeep kind of. Mm-hmm. And we actually kind of headed off <laughs> through some uh, demising means. Uh, I, so it, it was this really nice lady at, um, it, it's the B. Porton, mm-hmm. like yeah, next to the central yeah. station. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's this nice little fancy shop there. And I've totally forgot the shop name. But uh, I went inside, you know, we were just looking around with my coworker at the time. And we kind of came up to the shopkeeper who was super friendly, but accidentally dropped my soda that I had all over the floor. And it was really uh, horrible. Yeah, yeah it's so bad. Seriously. And I was like, I'm so, so, so sorry. You're really, but you've been super nice about it. And she was like, totally accepting of me dropping the soda and everything. We left, but we came back another day and she was actually working there again. Uh-huh. And she's like, I remember you from last time. I, I, and I told her, I hope it wasn't the soda. And she's like, partly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we actually hit it off. And, you know, she was like, uh, you guys are so cool. And I was like, oh, thank you. You're really cool, too. Do you want to hang out? Like, do you want to just go somewhere? And, and she's Norwegian. Yeah, she was Norwegian. Okay. And just a point in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was totally Norwegian. <laughs> Not an expat at all. But um, uh, I was like, okay, well, do you want to go to Tuesday for you? You know, like the the theme park, and then she's like, "Okay, sure, let's do it." <laughs> so we all we all went to Tuesday for it and had it. You know, spent a day with. Um, and you're still friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my coworker and her are still friends, but we haven't had as much contact basically. Okay, but you were the one who connected. I think, yeah, I think we all had a part. Yeah, yeah. to connect. <laughs> Anyway, it was still nice. It was still nice. At least, like, there's there is hope. <laughs> to, to but is there anything you are missing that you can say? Oh, I'm missing from my again home or <laughs> America. Home. Yeah, home. <laughs> but um, um, no. But uh, I for for things I'm missing in the US. Is that what you're gonna ask? Yeah. Is there anything that now, since you are two years now living uh, in in Norway, that you can find out this is a oh, uh, there's something I'm really missing. I would like to have that or to be or yeah, whatever it is. I think honestly it would just be and I'm gonna sound like a, a really, you know, fatty of a person <laughs> who likes food too much. But I think it's just kinda like um just food. Like really food and I think maybe things to do, right? Or like different experiences that I guess you wouldn't commonly find out here in Norway that maybe I'm more used to back at home. But um, uh, I, I, when you move to Norway, you don't get as much selection, which is, you know, makes sense because it's a smaller population. You know, the majority of your population are, you know, would be Norwegians and also expats from a variety of countries, mm-hmm. you know. So even though you have all those variety of countries, you know, it's not as a big population together necessarily, like, of, you know. Or dominating. Yeah, a dominating minority population. To yeah. yeah. Even though, like, when I listened to the intro episode, I was so surprised by, like, the percentage of people who are actually, like, you know, immigrants. Yeah. Like, who, yeah, who are almost living. million. Yeah. Or... Which is amazing. You know, like, because it's not something that you're thinking of, because you're thinking, you know, population of Norway in general, about five million, six mm. million. And one million of that is, <laughs> you know, immigrators <laughs> or, like, expats. Yeah, so. that's, I was also surprised <laughs> seeing the, actually, the, the fact number. Yeah. And uh, because uh, I agree, that's interesting that you pointed out that you can't see that either. I don't know what do you think. Is it because there's no minority that it's so dominate, let's say, mm. comparing with others? But uh, 
or because uh, Poland and Lithuanian, that statistic says, are the the biggest minorities in in Norway right mm. now. <laughs> yeah. So that's the and comparing with others, kind of that the numbers are. So I really hope that I will have uh, uh, some guests uh, soon. Absolutely. Some guests from yeah. Poland or Lithuania because yeah, they are as <laughs> the biggest minority right now in Norway. It would be nice, but. Um, comparing what's the the part of uh, this society that you are enjoying the most you are missing food okay with that or is there, <laughs> there's more things you are missing please I, uh, I, interrupted you. I think that's about it really just like food and just uh, beyond that it's just like family and friends and just general experiences that i guess i would you know won't be able to kind of get over here or like uh, i guess if one day i'm like mm, i want to play some uh, i don't know arcade games right there's maybe like one or two places you can go to versus a majority of places that you have a selection from and you can pick the best one. Like the U.S. is like such a melting pot, even though most people would think of Caucasian or white people. Um, you, you know, it is a very big mixing pot of so many different cultures and backgrounds and history there that, you know, you have all those things set up already for you to enjoy. But not so much in Norway because it's not a big population. Norway tends to work from inside a lot and things like that. I would, is my interpretation always. Mm -hmm. mm. mm -hmm. My viewpoint is basically of Oslo, right? So mostly because I haven't really been able to explore anything beyond Oslo and maybe the section all the way to Vespi, which is near Moss and She, right? Yeah. So for me, I kind of enjoy the smallest, the smallness of things, really. I, I, I like, I think it's charming, actually, that, you know, Oslo, even though it's the biggest city, it's the capital in Norway, it's such a nice thing that it's so small because you can pretty much walk anywhere within 20 to 30 minutes if you wanted to walk, but you can also take public transportation too, but you can walk <laughs> to a majority of popular hotspots, I would say, mm. within that amount of time, mm. you know. But in Oslo, I agree, really, everything is close and Absolutely. the traffic, uh, public transportation is great. True, and that might be true, because I, like I said, my, my only viewpoint is kind of of Oslo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but okay, you are living here and that's, that's mm. the, yeah, valid. But um, other things that I like about uh, Norway that I find, I guess what I do uh, like is that I feel like it's more organized in a sense of like, um, digital lifestyles and things like that I, I think it's a lot more set up and secure more for like the citizens benefit more than just uh i guess the government in general you know um which is really nice so i think you know you're a lot more protected in terms of your information and things like that you don't have to worry as much versus the us you know you have your social security number and you have your maybe i don't know credit card numbers and your bank accounts and they're all like separated from each other like you don't have bank ID. You know, you don't have like uh, one of those little clicky buttons mm. or any other security systems. If you're planning on logging into a government website, you usually have a separate, you know, key on each one without any type of second verification method. So like you when you when you come to Norway and you have like a verification method of like, you know, putting in your phone number or like whatever, it's a lot nicer and a lot more organized and way easier for, you know, the end user mm -hmm. versus uh in the US, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And I think a lot of uh, public areas, you know, are very, you know, really clean. And even if you're, I guess, more rural areas, like when I was living in Vespi or visiting Vespi, even though they're not super rural, though, they're, they're building town. But like the little kids, my, my little cousins, they would just pick up trash if they see it on the side of the road. And, you know, they want to keep the community clean, you know, versus in the U.S., that's not really a thing. It's like, oh, there's trash. You don't pick it up. You don't touch it because it might be tampered with something gross. I don't know. And that's something I definitely do respect. Like, and you know, that kind of comes back to what I was saying about like the the moral high ground of things. Like how I tend to feel like Norwegians tend to take the moral high ground of things. You know, see some trash, pick it up, and you know, put it is put it aside. Like, probably leave the place better than how you first uh, how it was when you first arrived. You know, mm. basically. Um, about other things I like here in Norway, uh, <laughs> I think it's just nice that. You do have a lot more securities in terms of like, you know, your job. If you lose your job, you have something to back you up. If you're working somewhere, you have a pension for you. It's It's been thought out for you. Kind of what you have health insurance from the get go when you get your personal number. Mm. You know, everything is so well <laughs> easy. <laughs> do you see yourself? You, you mentioned we don't know. Who knows tomorrow what can happen? But... Is it Norway, Oslo, in your plans for, you know? For the for the foreseeable future, I think I am here in Norway, right? Anything can change. And so, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I'm not setting any roots. You know, if I planted a tree, it's probably in a pot, not the ground. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily too sure just yet. But, I mean, I am making, you know, kind of building some bricks, you know, on the side of the road because I'm, I'm actually learning Norwegian. I'm taking steps to, you know, well, especially learning Norwegian, you're only going to talk to maybe six million people who also understand the language. <laughs> so it's not a very popular language at all. <laughs> If you're speaking Norwegian, it's probably in Norway. Uh, or maybe some like of your Scandinavian neighbors, you can uh, understand a little bit of what you're saying. But beyond that, I mean, and I have made friends here. And, you know, I also have my family here, too, that I am still getting to know, you know, even though I do feel very close with them. I think there are obviously there's time fulfills everything, you know, mm-hmm. time is kind of the written tell of our all of our you know histories. And I think I do need more time with my family to actually uh, build on that, if anything, you know. So, for the foreseeable future, yes, I'm, I'm here in Norway. But in your social life, are you hanging? Uh, your friends are majority expats, and like the only, I would say, the only Norwegians that I know would be people from work, mm-hmm. right? Especially now. So now um, I, I'm no longer working at the marketing company, but I'm working at uh, with uh, in UNICEF with um, with some very lovely uh, Norwegians and some very lovely expats. You know, a couple of expats from uh, India and also from America. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, and so basically, they're they're really nice too. And I and I actually got to meet <laughs> some Norwegians in the workplace, <laughs> but they were also very outgoing, just like me. Because the job that we're in, you you need to be very outgoing. Mm-hmm. So I guess there wasn't as much of a barrier, basically. But and also one of them is a on a board of international like students uh, uh-huh. committee. So <laughs> he's also very used to kind of interacting with. Uh, outsider or, or like expats um mm. so yeah uh 
But, you know, he's Norwegian, so it counts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it will be, I, I believe it mm. will be. That's that we are here and it's it's the way. Absolutely. And a social life too, right before Corona, at least or like before it became a really big thing, when it was still kind of small and unknown to the public though, I did also start my LGBT group. So I started that group mostly because I didn't know a lot of people. The thing was, I was, you know, again, only able to speak English. And for an expat, there's not really a lot of resources, or at least I didn't really find a lot of resources, even though I scoured the internet for LGBT, you know, QIA plus individuals. So I made my own LGBT friend group where we can just kind of go out and people can meet each other and kind of become friends, you know, that's within nice. the LGBT yeah. community, you know, mm. maybe you already have your own community and that's great. And, but if you just want to meet more LGBT friends outside of that, it's so fulfilling. It's, it's really amazing too, just because, you know, you do get to meet a lot of these LGBT individuals and you, you know, they come and they're like, yeah, I was looking, you know, for some place and I just, not able to find any, but then I found yours and, you know, I, I decided to come and, you know, then sometimes they come back and sometimes they come, you know, more often than that. And it's really nice, you know, because at least you, you made a connection and they've made a connection. I'm happy as long as one friend was made today, even if it wasn't with me, if someone made a friend with someone else yeah, within the group, in, yeah. to me, that's the most amazing thing. Is there anything uh, you want to say that I didn't uh, mention or? Yeah, actually, one thing on my mind. When I first came to Norway, I thought it was going to be easy, especially especially for me, right? Because I was like, I already have it in a bag. I'm a Norwegian citizen, you know, privileged coming out. And I thought it was going to be so easy. Right? Like literally when I was on a plane here, I was thinking, you know, once within the first week, I want like, a phone number and I want like an address and I want, you know, a job and things like that. You know, let's get these things going. No. <laughs> things take time here, especially if you don't have things already set up for you. If you don't have a bank ID, if you don't have a bank account, if you don't have a phone number, it takes time. In the US, you just, you know, you go to the phone number, you know, you go to the phone store, easy. You go to the bank, easy, same day. But in Norway, uh, I mean, phone number, maybe same day-ish. Bank account, it took me six months, six months to get an actual bank account. Okay. And then an extra month to get a bank ID, which you need for a lot of, for a lot of things, contracts, anything. Mm. And then from there, I think uh, like getting their apartment, I was lucky to like live with a roommate because I didn't have a bank ID just yet. So then we had to put a deposit under my roommate's name because you needed a bank ID. It was just, you know, you needed so many things. But the thing was, when I first got here, I realized, you know, it wasn't going as fast as I thought it was. To me, I chalked that up to disappointment. And I chalked that up to, like, me failing already. You know, I came here and now I'm like, I'm failing. I obviously didn't have a good enough plan. And now this is going to be awful. Because literally, uh, after I came here on Christmas Eve... And it was New Year's, and I was at my brother's girlfriend's place at the time. Like she was having holding a party, which it's not your traditional like woo New Year's party. It's more of like a social gathering where you have like dress, you know, shirt, dress suits, and everything on. Yeah. You know, most people they tried speaking English, but then they always switch back slowly to Norwegian, and then they only start speaking Norwegian, and then you start slowly being like, I'm alone, yeah. <laughs> and I'm the only one here who you know, okay. yeah, and now I'm left out. And nothing's going my way. And this is awful. 
like so much so I actually I drove myself to tears like you know with an like on you know New Year's Eve or like New Year's and then I think like a couple of days afterwards because I was like this is gonna be this is awful so far you know if you held out it's it's not as bad as you think it is it just it's slower than you might be expecting but things pull through eventually you know you just have to wait <laughs> that's all even just building up a community of friends or family if you will because you know family can be whoever you want them to be if anything but um it, it takes time and that's if, if anyone if anyone were to listen to this you know to this episode specifically and it just feels hopeless you know it takes time yeah <laughs> Jonathan, I, I really, I, I'm really glad and I was excited and uh, so curious to hear your story, to hear all the details while we were having coffee and yes. uh, before I was forced myself to stop not to ask all the questions, but I'm really glad that you, that you came here and that you shared your story and your experience with us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank and, you for having uh, me. Tuzutak, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it was a pleasure. <laughs> Mine too. Reminder that we have a homepage, NorwegianNewcomers.com, Instagram and Facebook account. Feel free to contact us if you want to become a storyteller. <laughs>